And I ended up having to move in with my parents. Uh, my dad was 70 at the time. I, my wife and I, I'm 30, living with my parents. And my dad's retired, walking around. It was, it was horrible, very tiny, tiny house in the Bay Area. Um, and it was out of that experience of all that crashing down, having all this debt, having to go move back in with them. It's like, you know what? I got to do something and I can never go back there. So I started working like 16 hour days, 17 hour days, figuring out this internet game. There wasn't, there wasn't people teaching this stuff on YouTube at, in that day. Sometimes disgust can be a really powerful emotion. Um, there's a, yeah, it, it just, it's out of those dark places. Sometimes we find a new gear. I think yeah. also uh, most people are just, they're seeking out wins. They're they're trying to they're trying to get it right the first time. And we learn so much more from our failures than we do from our successes. Mm -hmm. The reason I've been so successful online to the tune of making multiple, multiple millions of dollars is because I've failed at tens of thousands of things. I've tried so many things that didn't work. I stumbled on like four things that do work. And yeah. now for 10 years straight, we just do those exact same things over and over and over. Hi everybody, welcome to today's Coffee with Robert. I'm delighted to have a very, very special guest with me today, a guy called Miles Beckler uh, from milesbeckler.com. As you'll know by now if you tuned in uh, to any of these shows, I'm all about integrity online. I like to talk to people I think are really actually more concerned with making a difference to other people's lives than a difference to their own pocketbook. I mean, we all need to make money, right? but it's nice to know that you're actually giving something of value and making a difference, a positive difference, that is, uh, to other people's lives. And Miles, I have to say, I've been watching him for a little while, as I tend to do, has been one of the greatest exponents of that type of thinking and that philosophy online. And that's why it's an absolute joy, Miles, to have you on board today for a quick half hour, cup of coffee or tea, is it? Uh, somebody yeah, I got, the tea. I got tea this morning, <laughs> yep, I do. And thanks for having me on, Robert. Yeah, oh, it's a delight, it's an absolute delight. I know you've got a great story as well, um, and I'd, I'd love if it's okay with you to talk a little bit about where you came from, what got sure. you to where you are, and then we can talk about maybe where it's going from here. Absolutely. So um, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area through the um, peak of the dot-com craze. I graduated high school in Silicon Valley, um, North Silicon Valley in Fremont for, in uh, 1999. So literally, I came out of high school like there's no way I'm going to college. That's, that's baloney. I'm doing internet stuff because everybody around me was making a ton of money. And then promptly the, the bubble popped and I was like, okay, I got into sales jobs. I was making good money. Um, and then it all came crashing. I went back to school. I was doing college radio and at the college radio station, I had my program director who was another student. I was the promotions director. He was like, Miles, I need you in the studio more. I need you helping out with the radio station more. I'm like, dude, I got to make money, man. I got car payment. I got to keep, and I was driving across the bridge and back. I had probably two and a half hours of commuting every day. Uh, and he was like, well, let me show you this little side gig thing. And he showed me how to essentially do affiliate marketing the wrong way on MySpace, direct linking people from MySpace, which was a social media network over to um, like an actual offer. And it, it worked for about eight, 10 months. Uh, I was making three, $4,000 a month. Uh, I was getting checks in the mail. So internet money became real for me. That was 2003. Um, but I was still, I still cared a lot more about this guy. Um, and if you're listening, I'm pointing to myself. I cared a lot more about Miles Beckler than I did mm -hmm. anyone else. And I was, my approach to life was how can I get something from someone, somewhere? How can I get more? I need to get more. Um, it took 
years of failed projects after that one and uh, a few years of self-discovery, to be honest, um, reading the books and wondering what life's all about. I went to college in the middle of the desert, didn't know anyone in Albuquerque and went, went down there for a couple of years. I mean, this was soul searching and um, came up with a new philosophy of life, to be honest, and, and took some philosophy classes in, in, at uni and um, came up with this new philosophy of, you know, it's not really about me. Zig Ziglar's got a great quote on this. If you, if you help enough people get what they want in this world, you'll get everything that you want. And my old approach wasn't getting me what I wanted. So I was like, F it, I'll try a new approach and I'll try this give to others first approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and things really started to click. I started to do real estate investing, trying to help sellers of distressed properties connect with investors who wanted to buy distressed properties. And we, we had several successful things go on, but then again, another bubble popped and the whole global financial crisis happened right when I had uh, my last house and I lost $60,000 on that deal. So here I am in like 2009, I've I've got a fiance who's now my wife and like, man, I know I've got this entrepreneur. I know I can create value. Um, I didn't like the big deals of real estate anymore. It was too big. They were difficult to move. They were too expensive. And my wife and I started a website. We, we were both meditating a lot in this era because it was very chaotic. The economies were crashing. I was an investor. Like there was a lot of negativity around meditating is the one thing that felt good. So we're like, you know what? Maybe other people would like this too. Let's start sharing it through the internet. And my wife started blogging on WordPress. That was 2009. Um, It worked, right? And we focused on giving value to others, growing an email list, constantly focused on giving value to others. Now, at this point, it's 10 years old. Uh, We've had something like 35 million visits. The site gets uh, 850,000 visits per month. Uh, So about eight to 10 million visitors uh, per year on that site. And then in 2016, I started teaching everything we did. There's too many people selling how to internet marketing and they're selling old outdated ideas. And that kind of, I was like, there, there needs to be more integrity here. So, um, I started just teaching everything I do for 100% free on YouTube and I've created a second business for myself. So, um, I'm twice as busy, but it's all based on the idea of being of service at scale. My yep. my whole philosophy of everything is if you can go be of service to an audience at scale. And my yep. phone's on the charger. I would show you my like like we all have these supercomputers. We have you can record YouTube videos in your phone. Like the the access to billions of people, and everybody's wandering around looking to improve their lives. So joining in on that as a creator who helps people better their lives, even if it's how to crochet a better sweater, uh, it doesn't really matter at this point in time, but we have the, the ability to, to really create massive positive change. Mm. Yeah, it's a very, very powerful time. Is if you embrace it and really go with it, it's, it's, it's incredible. I want to wind back a little bit there, if I can, because I'm, I'm really interested in something you were saying about the, um, the real estate. We're getting some moves going as well. Um, <laughs> that was me rewinding right there. Oh, yeah, good one. Um, yeah, you, you were talking about the real estate thing, and when the whole bubble crashed about 2008, wasn't it? Um, it was literally, I got caught up in that as well, because I was... I was helping people build real estate investment, you know, portfolios and all that sort of stuff. I got hit just the same. And and the thing is that you've got to make a decision right there and then, right? You can kind of sit there and feel sorry for yourself and find all the excuses in the world why you you might just stay where you are now. You've you've had a go and it failed. Or you can get up, dust yourself off and go again, which is what I did, what what you're clearly doing as well, very successfully. So I'm curious, I ask a lot of people this, and I wonder what your take is. What is the difference that makes the difference? Because as you know, you can give anybody, you can give somebody um, access to information here and you can give this person the same information here. 
One person goes off and makes a massive life-changing success out of it, and the other person does nothing or crashes and burns. So the difference is clearly not in the information, right? It's in the way they're wired. It's the way they're communicating externals right. to themselves. Yeah. So I'm really fascinated with that part yeah. of, the, of the human psyche, and I wonder what your take is on that. Yeah, and I think it's even that that mental conversation, right? We all have a roommate living upstairs in, in our mind that we we all live with, and and how do we treat that conversation, that internal dialogue? Um, there's a great book called The Untethered Soul. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm I'm going through it right now, and it's it's it. brilliantly yeah. talks. It, it talks about this kind of idea. So um, I've made 550 videos on YouTube and out of all of the, I teach everything for free, Facebook ads, funnels, marketing, how to choose a niche, all of it's 100% free. And yeah. like 5% of people are taking action, building real businesses. So it has me realizing that there is something out there and it, it is the, the mental conversation. So when, when my world crashed around me in after that global financial crisis, I had student loans. And here in the United States, it's a, the banks love locking, chaining us young folks down to yeah. massive amounts of debt that is not forgivable. We can't bankruptcy it away. Um, so I kind of had this, this motivation of like, you can't get rid of this. So you you uh -huh. got to do something. Um, and then there was also my dad uh, worked for a corporation for 30 years. He was two years away from full retirement and they let him go, which means they don't have to pay him his full retirement wage all the way till he passes. Mm -hmm. And they replaced him with somebody who was cheaper. Um, so I had those two things going on at the same time, right? I can't trust the corporate world because they obviously will fire me the moment they get the opportunity and I can't do nothing. Because I have this kind of debt that it just gets really ugly if I did nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, I was kind of disgusted. And, and sometimes disgust can be a really powerful emotion. Um, there's a, yeah, it, it just, it's out of those dark places. Sometimes we find a new gear. And I ended up having to move in with my parents. Uh, my dad was 70 at the time. I, my wife and I, I'm 30, living with my parents. And my dad's retired, walking around. It was, it was horrible. Very tiny, oh. tiny house in the Bay Area. Um, and it was out of that experience of all that crashing down, having all this debt, having to go move back in with them. It's like, you know what? I, I got to do something and I can never go back there. So I started working like 16 hour days, 17 hour days, figuring out this internet game. There wasn't, there wasn't people teaching this stuff on YouTube at, in that day. Uh, mm. My wife says why I do my YouTube is because I'm, I'm actually putting out the videos that I wish the, the 20 year old miles would have had access to. And yeah, it's, it's pay it forward. Right. And it's, mm. it's that idea. And so we just, pushed and pushed out of half of a dream of this better lifestyle. But I'll be honest, most of that came from like running away from all of the, 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 the cascade of rubbish that was avalanching towards us. And, and we got to find our own motivations, right? There's a lot of people online who they make themselves look cool. Uh, they make themselves look successful, but they were born on third base. And if you're born on third base, you don't get to brag about being the third base. I was born in a very poor working class family and I worked up from, you know, poverty to create a multi-million dollar business. And there's a big difference in coming from nothing and creating it versus being born into wealth and your parents are giving you MacBook Airs and digital SLR cameras so you can try exactly. the YouTube thing versus I had no money other than a cell phone and I had to scrap it up and just figure it out. Yeah. Um, and it's those scrappier people. And I say that because people are listening. If you're going through a challenging time, like that's a great, that, that's the blessing. That is the blessing of this life is we are all on the hero's journey in our own way. Um, and, and embrace that and find that way to get that leverage on yourself, to get that ambition. 
up as high as you can. Definitely. And, and of course, the other thing is as well that you've got, when you have to scrap for everything, when you finally get it, when you win and you achieve the goal, you've got a level of appreciation that the guys that are born on third base are never going to experience as well because you've had to work so damn hard. 100%. You know, which is really, it's really funny as well. It's, um, I mean, I've got a, a story like, you know, going way, way back. Tyler's my, my youngest son. He's now 27 which yeah, we won't go into how old I am, but you can, you can do the math. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, at the time, I was still in the music industry, and I was touring all over the, the world, really, at the time. And, and I was in Australia. And I always remember this um, because I got a phone call, and I was in a hotel room in St Kilda, Melbourne, and my wife had had some cancerous cell show up, okay? And, uh, you know, the doctor was kind of like, you know, a bit scary the way he spoke about it said it was growing fast all this stuff and thank god she's still with me now she was fine but i couldn't be there to comfort her so i wasn't with her and then tyler who's bigger than me now at the time came on the phone and he was crying and he said daddy why don't you live with us anymore he had no concept of the fact that i was out there and money and i realized there and then you see ouch yeah it, it, it took me I realized there and then I had to get out. Number one, I had to get out. But I was in a situation where I wasn't the original member, so I couldn't really afford to just leave. I had no royalties keep coming in and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it took me two years, but eventually I got out. And in the end, though, I just made a snap decision. I've got to get out. I left. I had no income. Yeah. I started a business and I moved to a bigger house that I couldn't afford purely and simply to release funds so I could move. I promise you, six months, I'd not just replaced the income, I doubled it. And I was towing a caravan at one point, leaflet dropping and all sorts, between the southwest, about 200 miles up to London, doing all of this stuff. But you know, the point I'm coming to is not, I'm not trying to kind of like, I don't want everybody to go, well, it's just the fact that what it was was, I burned my bridges, I had no choice. I had to, had to and, and you did a similar thing. And in a way, it seems to me like government might, might have done you a really, really big favor. Because again, you know, choice. It was move forward or crash and burn. And I think there's a real lesson in there for folks. Yeah. If, you, if you go through life, I'd love your take on this, but if you go through life always looking for a safety net to be in place, you're going to struggle. You know, if you climb a ladder and you're scared of heights and you look down, you're going to freeze. You've got to look where you're going, you'll be okay. And, and I I'm very much feel that way in life as well. What about you? And so I think another way to look at it, um, I totally agree, but there's also this idea of what is safety, right? Mm. So um, my dad, when I was growing up, for, for my dad's generation, safety was a good job with a corporation. And my dad did not, he was high school educated. He didn't go to university at all. Um, but in my dad's era, right, in the, the 60s and the 70s, if you had a college degree and you mm. got a job with a big corporation, golden. Today, that is not the thing. Like college degrees are handed out as, you know, that's, that's like a high school diploma was. And a job with a corporation is kind of the scary opportunity. Yet, most people's friends and families are like, no, 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 you don't want to start that business. That's risky. And I always just looked at leaving my financial security of my six-year-old, 70, 80, 90-year-old self to a corporation. That felt risky to me. Yeah. So it was like redefining it in my mind was like, man, so the entrepreneurial thing that has 
potentially limitless income potential. Sure, I might fail, but like I wasn't, I was broke anyways. I was like living on a student budget, right? Like how expensive is ramen and a room in a, you know, student ghetto. Um, So the the risk reward, I guess, is is where for me, it, it made very, very clear sense. It's amazing those catalysts for change though, right? Um, change happens in an instant, but oftentimes we build up change. We think mm-hmm. about change. Anyone who's ever quit smoking or quit drink or any of this, you, you think about it sometimes for years and years and years on end. I quit smoking cigarettes at one point and I tried and I tried. And then one day some things happened and it put me in this point where I was looking at them, looking at it and thought to myself, what the am I doing? And threw it away and never touched them again. And like a, like a switch, it just turned off. Um, and, and you had that point, right? It was that call, that moment with your son on the phone. It was like, oh man, like, damn, like everything in your, your whole philosophy of life and what it means all changed before you thought you were doing what it took to create for your family and you were giving the right, you, you thought you were doing the right things. And then everything you valued shifted. Mm-hmm. And in that moment from that one conversation, um, I think yeah. also, uh, most people are just, they're seeking out wins. They're they're trying to they're trying to get it right the first time. And we learn so much more from our failures than we do from our successes. Mm-hmm. The reason I've been so successful online to the tune of making multiple multiple millions of dollars is because I've failed at tens of thousands of things. I've tried so many things that didn't work. I stumbled on like four things that do work. And yeah. now for ten years straight, we just do those exact same things over and over and over. And it. it you know, I went to Vegas on my 21st birthday and there's this, this saying that if you go gamble on your 21st birthday, because that's when we're of legal age in the States, yeah. um, the worst thing that could happen to you is you win, right? Because then you're hooked. You're like, oh, this is easy. And then you're just like hooked for life, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's those who kind of get that flash in the pan victory the first time. They don't learn the fundamentals. They don't learn how it actually works. It's like the big kid on the rugby field at a very young age. Like he just happens to be bigger. He didn't learn the fundamentals, the technique, the ball handling. He didn't mm-hmm. learn enough about the game. By the time he hit high school or university, he's nothing at that point. But the little scrappy kid who came up and had to fight tooth and nail for every yard, for everything, every moment, every play, every minute of playtime, that kid develops a level of understanding of the game, of the sport, of physical level and understanding that can take him levels that that born on third base individual can never get to. Yeah, um, It's like embrace the difficulties, right? And there's this philosophy people have of like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I got to just do the right things. But success is actually on the other side of failure. Yeah. We have to go through failure to get to success. So everyone's like trying to not fail, which means they're, they're just researching and they're not starting because they would fail. But those who are like, F it, everything else sucks around me. I'm just going to fail forward until I figure something out. Those are the ones who actually win. And again, I think it's that mental conversation about what does it mean to succeed? What does it mean to fail? And um, having just a an honest kind of uh, philosophy of what it, what it takes to create a lifestyle that you want to yeah. live. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, we're singing from the same hymn sheet, definitely. Um, but it, it is, it is fascinating. And it, it does kind of like, that's part of the inspiration behind doing this whole thing as well, that I do want people to get the message that, that really, you know, wherever they are in their life right now, that comes down to a choice, either consciously or subconsciously, absolutely. most likely subconsciously. But if you can become aware of, of, of some of the processes that are going on, and then that's another thing, isn't it? That when you get into personal development, meditation, all that type of stuff, you start to, to recognize the negative chatter when it starts to happen. And you can redress it. 
and you can affirm or do whatever it is to overwrite that because you're, you know, your mind is, is incapable, your subconscious mind is incapable of listening actually to more than one thing at a time. So, and actually taking it in. So if you can overwrite it, but in order to do that, you need to be conscious of it. And far too many people are not aware that they've got this kind of little demon living inside that's acing everything they want to do with their lives. So it's, yeah, awareness, consciousness is everything, to be honest with you. But um, I could stay on this all day with you, so I hope so. Forward a bit. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you a little bit more about, I mean, you've, you've, you've got the four pillars to your business that you were talking about. Um, where do you see it going in the future? Where, where do you see yourself morphing into, in, let's say, the next five years? Yeah, that's, um, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm constantly coming back to this uh, thought of, um, again, it's, I've, I've externalized everything. It's not about me, it's about my audience, right? So it's being of service to my audience. And, and the question I keep coming back to is, so I've taught every tactic in the world, the, mm -hmm. like I'm teaching thousands and thousands of dollars what you pay for in courses for free, people aren't taking action. So um, mindset is kind of one of the things I'm at now. And it's just constantly engaging in the feedback loop with my audience of, what is missing? Why, why can't, how do I help more people take positive steps in their lives? And I know that I, I can't fix people and, and not everyone's going to take action, right? Everyone who searches for uh, how to build a business online, they're just not going to take any action. That's okay. But how can I continually improve and help more people in more ways? So I tested a membership program thing. That's like an online forum. I'm actually probably going to close that down. Not probably I'm closing that down mm -hmm. and I'm morphing it. Right. And it's just that idea that like everything's in evolution and everything is always in fluid movement and motion. So it's the, it's just iterating, right? It's iteration. I want to do more kind of so, somewhat smaller group in-person meetings over the course of two days, because I think I can have more impact that way. I think people will walk away from a two day uh, course where we go through a little booklet and we're not even on laptop. We're, we're writing things out with pen to get the fundamentals down for people. Um, and I just, it's, it's a constant process of, I put out trainings, I put out teachings, I monitor what happens. And then I try to you know, judge, did are people, more people taking action? Like, did that work? Did that make sense? What worked? And then I make a new hypothesis of how can I help them take that next step and that next step and that next step. Um, ultimately, from a functional standpoint, our business is going to be very similar in five years than it is right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to create lots of content because content is everything. We're going to grow our email lists because that's the audience kind of experience we own. We're going to send lots of helpful email, put out more value than we ask for in return, and we're going to make offers. And the offers are going to be helping people who already want a result, a thing, get that which they already want. I'm not going to go create desire in my audience. I tap into the desire they already have and I channel it. So I help people get that which they already want. Yeah. That's it. The, the platforms might change, right? I started on MySpace. That's really not a thing anymore. Facebook is maybe at its peak, maybe not, right? The platforms will change, but the content is going to be spoken word videos or written word. That's just what content is in our age right now. And email, um, we're not going away from that. And it's just, yeah. it's very similar to um, what are professional baseball players going to be doing in, in the next five years, pitching, batting, yeah. right? Running the bases, like the fundamental components 
are what win championships. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the footballers going to be doing, right? They're going to be passing, they're going to be shooting, they're going to be, you know, like there's just some fundamental things that haven't changed for 60 years. Sure, there's a new trick that comes out and then for two seasons they have an, an unfair advantage, but everybody watches the tape and everybody catches up and all of a sudden that guy doesn't have that unfair advantage anymore. Um, and the playing field raises and those who have their heads out of their arses are right there keeping pace with everything, right? Yeah. Um, I'll be failing. I'll be testing new things that absolutely won't work. I, I just launched a new funnel uh, this past week. Um, spent thousands of dollars on copywriting and all these different bits and pieces. Something old I had that I just tacked on as a one-time or one-click upsell did better than all this fancy stuff that was built. And we tested a lot of stuff that didn't work. I found one thing that works. Cool. We'll keep that one in rotation and, and come up with a new hypothesis um, at some point based on the data. Yeah, I, lo- I love that as well because the message is there for people out there, I think, is that it's okay if you fail first time out, first 10 times out, whatever it takes. Um, it's the old thing about the Edison. I always remember the story about Thomas Edison and the light bulb. Um, and, and when he was, somebody once said to him, um, when it failed again, oh, that's, you know, you've just failed again. He said, no, I've just found another way it doesn't work, which has now moved me one step closer to the way that will. And, and exactly. I love that. I love that philosophy. And if you look through the history books at great sportsmen, Babe Ruth and stuff, you know, it's, it's like everybody wants to hit, hit a home run first time out of the game. He struck out more than anybody else, but he kept swinging. And that's how come he got to where he was. And, and yep. I think there's a, real, yep. there's a real lesson there for people in, in business too. And uh, I would love, because I'm, I'm conscious of our time, because uh, your day's just starting, as I know. And um, I want to I want to be able to send people to you to get more information. Where would they go, Miles, if they want to find out more about you and hook into your your world as a boss? Sure, I'm most active on YouTube, um, but I'm the only Miles Beckler in the world. So you can just go search for Miles Beckler. I've got a blog that's milesbeckler.com. Yeah. Um, YouTube gets most of my attention, and I'm a, a little bit on social media, but I, I avoid social media mostly um, because it, it just distracts me a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just search for me, find me, drop a comment when you see a video, say hello, let let me know that you came from this interview with with Robert. I appreciate that, and. Um, I'm just going to keep putting out as much helpful content as I can. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing because I think there's what's happening is there's this new emergent group of people in our space who value integrity more than the quick hits, than, than the, the, um, the get rich quick approach. And I think there we're experiencing a shift people's bullshitometers. I hope that makes it through the filter. Um, there we're very refined, right? We know when people are full of it at this point in time. And ultimately the more authentic, the more honest people are, uh, the more, the better that's going to do over time. So cheers and kudos to you for, for taking this on. Oh, bless you, Miles. I really, I really appreciate that. And uh, I've got to be honest, as I said to you right out, and I'm quite happy for anybody to hear this. You know, we're a new show. We're just starting out. And it would have been, you could have found any number of reasons to say no to doing the show. And I'm really, really stoked that you said yes. And that speaks volume, uh, volumes to me about you as a person. So kudos to you too. Thanks for being who you are. I appreciate that. I really do. There should be more like you. I hope I, I hope it spreads. I hope you're contagious. We could do with some more out there. <laughs> We're starting a trend. We're starting a trend. That's it. That's it, brother. <laughs> okay. Listen, Miles, it's been a real pleasure. I, I wish you continued success, uh, my friend. And let's stay in touch. I would love to hook in with you again in maybe 6 and 12. Sounds months. great. And uh, maybe next Perfect. time I could get you actually drinking a coffee. 
and uh, I will. I promise. Next, so I owe you a coffee date at this point, and um, yeah, we'll pop back on. And if I'm in the UK, I'll definitely hit you up, and we'll we'll sit down for a cup of coffee. That would be absolutely excellent, mate. I really, really hope that happens. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Great. Well, have a great rest of your day, bud, and uh, hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers for now. Bye. Hey, it's Robert here. Thanks for watching the video. I hope you've really, really enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed this, then please subscribe to this channel and come back and see many, many more doing these things all the time. And if you want to know when the next one comes up, click the little bell and you'll get a notification each and every time we've got a new video up there for you to have a look at. Um, and the other thing is, I nearly forgot. If you look love everything to do with personal development, business development, and just getting yourself into a peak state, then you're gonna to wanna to get over to my free webinar training, which is gonna show you exactly the steps to take to overcome any inner barriers that are stopping you from achieving in life and business right now, and exactly what to do to get that put right and start living the life of your dreams, starting right now. Sounds like a tall order? promise you, you can do this stuff. Get across to my webinar training. The link is in the uh, description below this video. I hope to see you there. And at the very least, I hope that you click the bell. I hope you subscribe to the channel and I hope to see you back here again soon. Take good care. Bye-bye.